Hey you, welcome to our podcast. My name is Keely Fernandez and I started the First Cup group. We are so glad that you are here. I don't know how you found this. I don't know if somebody shared this with you. You may know me personally or you may be in our First Cup group over on Facebook. I'm just so glad you're here. I hope this episode inspires you. I hope it encourages you, maybe just lifts you up today. I hope that the Lord just speaks to you through me, my friends. I hope you just really feel uplifted today. Have a great day and enjoy this episode. Okay, well, welcome to today's podcast. I have a sweet friend here with me. Um, Her name is Carmen Fruget, and she actually lives in Louisiana, but I know her because she used to live in Midland with us. Well, not with us. She didn't live with us, Um, but she lived in the same town as us, and we attended the same church, and when we moved here to Midland, she was one of the first people that we got plugged into, and really one of the first faces that we saw when we got to our church, we were like, oh, so she really has a special place in my heart, but I specifically am bringing her on, and you're okay, she's so funny, we can see each other, and she's calming her dog down, so don't, <laughs> don't even worry about it, he's Let fine, she's off. fine, you're good, you're just fine, so um, Carmen, um, she worked at the church that we attend still, Um, And then her and her husband just recently moved. Well, recently, gosh, we just talked about it. She's been here for a full year. She's been in Louisiana for a full year. So her and her husband um, moved to Louisiana a year ago. But I specifically wanted her to get on because she she has done a a huge thing that a lot of people just have not been able to do, have not been able to check off their dream boards. And, um, I just, we're in a series of money and we're talking about all things money. And so I just really wanted her to talk to us about the big student loans. And I will be honest, I have student loans. Um, and it just seems like we'll never, we'll never pay them off. And so I'm really excited about talking with Carmen. I'm super pumped about it because I know she's going to encourage me, but, um, I want you just to introduce yourself. So tell us a little bit about you. Yes, um, I, my name is Carmen, as you said, and I grew up in Ohio and I went to college in Indiana. So kind of a Midwest gal. <laughs> and in college I played soccer and then I studied business and graphic design. So I'm a graphic designer now. Um, and then I moved to Texas right after college cause why not move across the country? <laughs> and that's where I met my husband, Elliot in Midland. And then we got married there and bought our first house which was a major fixer upper. And then We moved last year to Louisiana, so we're coming up on three years of marriage this fall, and then we have two dogs who are trying to wrestle a couple minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I forgot. I forgot you guys are like basically Joanna and Chip. I forgot about that, and I can't believe I forgot about that. Y'all are amazing. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Josiah could just have that motivation that Elliot has I'm like Joe I promise you could do this like you can do it it was definitely me like pushing Elliot okay I'm writing that down okay great like hey I want to do this project can you please help me it's gonna be so great 
I stink at all this stuff. My mom is so good at it and she did not pass those genes to me. And so I forgot you guys were, um, oh, they are so awesome. So if you don't know Carmen, um, she has a base, I mean, Instagram page that you post all your awesome projects on. Oh, I'm so jealous. jealous. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, Yes. And her dogs. Yeah, that was, listen, I'm, it's going to be shocking if we don't hear Roman. I bought him some dinosaur <laughs> flashcards just five minutes ago and he's literally roaring like a dinosaur in the other room. So if you hear dogs and kiddos, just welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. So, okay. So how did you, we're going to talk about student loans. So how, how do you, how did you feel about taking out a student loan? So I know in the moment, it's almost like ride or die or, you know, flight, flight what is it? Fire, fly or flight, flight or die. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> Sink or swim. I've got right. to be able to pay. Um, classes start tomorrow. Classes start next week. I don't know how much. And you just do it. And it's almost such an easy process that in the moment you're like, oh, that wasn't nothing. So how did you feel like at the beginning when you had to take out the student loan? Yeah, so I have two older sisters, um, and so I wasn't the first one in my college, or first one in my family to go to college, so I had heard about, you know, FAFSA and mm -hmm. different things like that from my sisters, and it just seemed like the normal thing to do. Like, I didn't like the idea of like, oh, I'm 17, 18, <laughs> and I'm taking out much more money than I've ever seen in my whole life. But that's, I guess, what we have to do. So here we go. It's kind of like you're in a tidal wave and everyone else is in it. And you're like, okay, I guess we're just going. And you don't realize you can not <laughs> be in the tidal wave. <laughs> um, and then part of it, too, was I had some academic and athletic scholarships. So I kind of, like, consoled myself with the fact that, oh, I'm not taking out loans for my entire mm -hmm. education uh, to make myself feel a little bit better about it. But it just felt like beyond what my responsibility should have been as a 17 or 18 year old to like, oh yeah, I'm going to sign my life away, which it is for some people when they take out student loans. So it just felt normal, but it also felt very scary. Yeah. 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 I remember when I took out mine, I thought this is a lot of like questions and this is really weird. Like, and I think I can't even remember. I feel like we even did it a scary way like we literally had no idea what we were doing and I think we went through like a bank and did it and we paid oh, yeah. that off so that was cool but doing that I was like this is so bad my dad's gonna kill me like this is so bad this is so bad and we ended up paying that off but then you do it through the school and it's almost like that was kind of painless like all I had to do is like really click a button and that was it but and then I I had an older sister that went to college and I feel like I didn't know, like she didn't really talk about, I feel like a lot of people aren't like, oh, don't do this or, right. you know, or this is a normal thing. Like you said, it's, it's such a normal thing. Like this is, mm -hmm. this is fine. This is not going to, everybody's doing it. So let's right. just do it. But you don't realize what that really means. And then you're like, what the heck? So, right. um, yeah, what, okay. So when did you make the decision that you wanted to tackle this? So you get out of college and that was a smart thing that you said too, is that you didn't have to do the full amount. It was just a few years worth maybe of right. student loans. So that was kind of nice too. But when did you, was it immediately when you graduated and you were like, okay, I'm going to tackle this hardcore. Were you like, let's just, 
make a little bit of pain? When was that the light bulb moment that you were like, we're gonna, we're gonna chip this hardcore? So there was a couple seeds that were planted that kind of led up to that decision. So one of them was my college soccer coach. He would make comments about, they had four kids and they were really little at the time. And he was like, I'm gonna be paying on my student loans until I send my oldest to college. And it was kind of like, no. what? And he wasn't saying it like, hey guys, don't take out student loans. <laughs> it was kind of like, like, I don't remember him ever being, you know, really pro debt free or anything. But I just mm -hmm. remember thinking, I do not want to be paying on my loans when my kid goes to college. Yes. And then my junior year um, of college, me and my roommate started talking about trying to live off campus for our senior year. And we went to a small Christian school, so there's a lot of restrictions on if you can live off campus based on credit hours and different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so but I knew that if I could live off campus, I wouldn't have to take out loans because it was basically my like room and board and then a little bit more that I took out loans for every year. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was like, okay, if I can live off campus and work on top of like soccer and school, then I think I can reduce another year of loans. <laughs> um, and so we were able to live off campus, which really helped. Uh, and nice. I worked at a coffee shop, which was like, honestly, one of my like life goals was working. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> and it was a really ghetto coffee shop, but I had a great experience. <laughs> like, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. Um, <laughs> then the summer that I moved to Texas, so I graduated college in 2014 and moved to Texas like the next month. Um, <laughs> I was working at Mid Cities, or the church that Keely and I met through, and they actually had the whole staff take financial peace. Ah. And so it was really like what gave me the tools to help make that goal happen. Cause I knew I wanted to get out of debt, but it's really overwhelming to look at how do I do that? Like, it feels like beyond like what the normal person normal person is capable of almost well, like sing one person uh, just one income too i mean yeah. even if you had multiple just one person you're like uh what i don't right. think i'm supposed to do this yet too i feel like there's that pressure too that you're like oh no figure out your career figure out your life and then we can tackle the 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 debt exactly mm -hmm. and then with finances too i feel like there's like a general like mystery about it and people acting like you have to have a PhD in finance to like understand <laughs> the NASDAQ and different things oh like that. God. And so it's like, how do I learn about like banks and loans and all these things? And it's really not as complicated as I think we make ourselves think that it is, mm -hmm. uh, which is like the great thing about financial peace is it kind of breaks it down That's into nice. more simple, achievable things. <laughs> yes. Okay, financial peace. Dave Ramsey, financial mm -hmm. peace. Yes. Okay, so that's just making yeah. sure that we knew that. Okay, so Dave Ramsey, financial peace. And those of you who are listening that maybe you have done this, maybe you have started and it was too intense and you stopped, or maybe you've never even heard of this before. Um, I have personally seen tons of people get out of so much debt. And even if they didn't conquer the debt, just like you said, you learn so much and you are aware of where your money is going, what is happening, your behaviors behind the money. I have, oh my gosh, it is life-changing. That is it a life-changing thing. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you took the class, you, 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 you saw, 
a future that you were like, oh, Lord, no, I can't pay off my, and I've heard this, oh, well, you'll just be paying loans till you die. Like, right. I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay loans till I die though, because right. I mean, no. Yeah. So you, you kind of saw that future. We don't right. want that. Um, and then you took the financial piece, taught you a lot about banks, taught you a lot about, okay, so what, before we go to the next question, what was the, your most favorite part about financial peace? Oh man. <laughs> a lot. So many things. Yeah. <laughs> I think something that was a huge uh, like impact for me was it's early on in the class and they show the basically the impact of like interest on your potential financial future. And so I had like two 20 something year olds and one guy saved for 10 years for retirement. And yeah. then stopped saving and had X amount Compound of money. Interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the other guy, or you know, twenty something, uh, I think I don't know if it was they delayed saving until they were like thirty and then started saving and had nowhere near the amount as the first guy. And so yeah. I also remember looking at my student loans and like the estimated payoff date and how much money I would pay in interest. And it wow. was more than I borrowed. So wow. I was like, if I take, you know, the 25 years they're suggesting to pay this back, I'm going to be paying them more in interest than Way I more. even borrowed, yep. which sounded just illogical yep. to me. <laughs> yep. It makes you sick. You're like, yeah. these crooks, they're crooks. Yeah. So that really like showed me the impact of time. And that kind of was like, if I can get out of this, then that's going to be a huge factor. You can't get time back. You know, you can work more jobs, you can make more money, but you can't get time back. It's so good. That's my dad. If he, if my dad could, and he's not even like a financial advisor, he spoke on his podcast that he's like, I, it's like my passion. Like I love finances and I love um, advising and, and getting all into it and learning all the things. And he's like, he always talks about time. Like he's mm -hmm. literally, I will show him this is, I hate this, but I'll be like, Oh my gosh, dad, I bought these new shoes. Do you like them? And we're, me and my dad are into Brooks. Like I got him in. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, look at these cool Brooks I bought. And he's like, yeah, I just looked up the price on that. Do you know how much, you know, if you put that into retirement, I mean, you could have, I'm like, don't do that to me. So he's so much about time. He's like, you cannot get time back. And it's so important to tackle all this stuff now because you cannot get this time back. You cannot, you can't work and work and work and pay all these student loans off and then hit 50 and go, okay, so I guess let's focus on retire retirement and go, right. No, you you are in such a good spot if you're like, let's tackle it now, tackle it now, get it done early so that you have more time for, for the retirement and things like that. And exactly. um, yeah, I love that. Um, okay. So what are some things, ugh, <laughs> this is a good question. Okay. So what are some things that you had to be disciplined in to make this happen? Uh, so I had to learn how to budget and <laughs> discipline with that, which honestly, I'm a saver. So that mm -hmm. wasn't a huge area of growing pains for me because I'm kind of stingy naturally. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I, mean, I think a big thing with budget is viewing it as this is the money I get to spend on groceries, on eating out, whatever, instead of being like, Ooh, I need to starve myself that's of everything. Good. That's <laughs> so, so that's, good. Yeah, that's a big thing. And then going from, you know, a college lifestyle with budget to, you know, in the Midwest where rent is like a couple hundred dollars to like Midland, 
where things are much more expensive. And then and you I have just like, want to point that out that you paid this off while you lived in Midland. That's yes. impressive. Like that literally, <laughs> I was like, what? Huh? Right. <laughs> so that was big, obviously. I, mean, I feel like that one's kind of a given with your money and your budget. And then mm -hmm. also, I had to be disciplined with my time. So I got a second job uh, during the time that I was paying off debt. So I was working at the church from nine to five, which you know, I'm a graphic designer, which isn't like the most lucrative profession to have ever. You know, I could have been like an engineer. <laughs> and then I was working at a church, so a nonprofit. So you're not going to be at a big You're basically agency. a millionaire at this point. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, and so in order to make more income, I had to get a second job. So I actually got a job at Gap, the Gap outlet which I never even shopped there until oh I got gosh, the job. Girl, let me tell you, <laughs> we lived right behind it in the apartment. I'm like, let's just go to Gap. We don't got nothing to do. Let's just, right. let's just go to Gap and spend all our money. Come on. Let's exactly. Just do it. <laughs> Carmen works there. Maybe we'll see Carmen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and so I was working there. Um, and so time, I mean, I would go from nine to five at the church to six to 10 at Gap. And I did that. I blocked off a couple days of work for like our young professionals group. And then mm -hmm. I was in a rec soccer league. And so I, I had some, yeah. so I had some off nights. I mean, but there were still commitments to other things um, and then worked on the weekends. And then I also gave up, you know, lots of trips with friends. Cause you know, 20 somethings want to go travel the world <sighs> or the United States at least. And so yes. I was that party poop of a friend who said mm. no, but mm. I'll see you when you get back. Yeah. And then another thing I gave up was living alone. So when I first moved to Midland, I was in an apartment and after a couple of months living there, um, I mean, it was kind of a not really great apartment because you're trying to find something that's affordable. Uh, the, what's affordable? Literally, when we moved from San Angelo, we were paying seven seventy five for a two bedroom home right across the street from Angelo State with yeah. a backyard. Mm -hmm. And we were like, so we have like a you know eight hundred dollar budget, and we, I, I literally was like, for that. people live here. Like people yeah. live in this place safely. I don't think like we were, we walk into an apartment. And I just look at Joe. I'm like, no, we can't live here. Are you serious? No, yeah. there's needles outside in the parking lot. I can't. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's tough. It is tough. And so, and like coming from the Midwest, when I, we were discussing salary and stuff, I was like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and then I get to Midland and realize what rent prices are and like all these things. And I'm like, I oh literally boy. am going to have to eat rice and beans yeah. to survive. <laughs> and so after a couple months living there, um, a family from church, they came to like give me a coffee table or something. And they saw the apartment I was living in and they were like, I don't feel good about you living here. Yeah. So they, they offered me to move in with their family and live oh, rent free because they're very passionate about helping people yeah. get out of it. And so I am, you know, this, how old am I? 20, 21? How old are you when you graduate college? I can't remember. Yeah, I, I was a late bloomer. So I graduated when I was 40. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was a very late bloomer. Uh, yeah, probably about that age. Yes. Yeah. So I decided to live with this family who has two middle schoolers and, <laughs> you know, not like the most, I mean, I could totally go in and out as I wanted, but it's just yeah. a different environment than like a normal 20 something would have, but they yes. were awesome to live with. So encouraging and 
obviously letting me live rent free was huge and making an impact. And then after living with them, I lived with roommates. So I lived with roommates until we got married. So in order to save money in Midland, I mean, anywhere really, really roommates to make ends meet or tackle, make sacrifices to tackle your life. For sure. For sure. And I think that's such a good, I love that you brought that up. One, because you know, we're all going to be adults. We are adults, <laughs> but really, um, we're all going to be able to have, most of us will have an opportunity to help the generation before us. And I right. think that's so cool because that just encouraged me to think, oh my gosh, I mean, my sister's living here right now. This is actually, we're in her room um, while she goes to nursing school. But I just think, I want to be able to always have a bedroom open to where I can be able to help people, help the younger generation and, and have that um, realization that, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, To have that realization that, you know, when I was that person's age, you know, we were struggling or, you know, we had student loans or we like, that just, that encouraged me so much. Like we've got to be able to help the younger generation as well. And even if, if you're listening and you think, well, I never had that. Well, how can you be that for someone else? I I love, love, love that. And being generous doesn't just mean giving people money. Being generous is welcoming them into your home, giving them a place to stay for a certain amount of time, being generous with your time. I love it. You know, it's not just being rich and having lots of money to give away. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Um, so yeah, that is a big sacrifice too, because I think a lot of people, you think roommates and you go, oh no, I can't, I can't have a roommate. I need to live by myself. Uh-huh. And there's just so many things you have to sacrifice and go, okay, I can't go on these trips with you. Right. I want to, it doesn't mean you don't want to. And then you have the whole fear of missing out. Oh my gosh. What if I miss out here? What if I, you have all this stuff. It, it's, that's so hard, such a huge sacrifice that I truly believe that the Lord sees, you know, I truly believe that the Lord sees that and it's rewarding. It's totally rewarding because this is what we call obedient and being obedient to the Lord and being obedient with our money. And it's so hard. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. You have the trips and you have the clothes and you have the cool outings and, but no, what's the end goal and how do we be obedient with that? So I love that. Um, So speaking of, that so what was the hardest part um so I feel like there's kind of two things that were hard so just working two jobs the grind of that Mm. was just really tiring and it gets to at times um people would kind of poke fun at me working at Gap um yeah and that can kind of wear you down a little bit I mean no one in my life was ever like mean about it they understood I was trying to pay pay off loans but maybe they weren't in that mindset so they just kind of I'm just going to kind of poke fun at that that sounds weird um Mm -hmm. and I also felt the other part that was hard was which you kind of talked about this I felt like my life was on hold until I paid down my loans and so you know I'm working the second job I don't really have much of a social life everyone else in their early 20s they're hanging out going out and having drinks and having fun and I didn't really get to participate in a lot of that and so Mm -hmm. I was was afraid that I was throwing away my young years or like meeting the one because I didn't meet him in college so (laughs) it has to be in my early 20s (laughs) 
and all of those kinds of feelings and like being in that vacuum where you're like hyper focused on a goal can be a little bit lonely but my fear of like missing out on friends or relationships was honestly like unfounded like God saw that when I lived with roommates they're still like some of my best friends we had like a Chick-fil-a Bible study when we were in Midland after we all got married and like we're still meeting on zoom during COVID I love I still have like great friendships from that time and relationships and then I met Elliot my husband while (laughs) I was working at Gap so like how did y'all meet what did you meet at Gap oh not not oh I was like what no. You hear this story right now. Oh no, just during the time that I was yes. working at Gap. Okay, I okay. And we started dating. So yes. your life isn't going to be without great things yes. if you're working yes. on a goal. Yes. And also, you're not going to be working on that goal forever. And so that helps with being tired and working two jobs and like mm-hmm. not getting to eat your favorite foods all the time is like, this yep. doesn't last forever. So mm-hmm. I can push through and I can have the self-control and the discipline to just keep going. That's good. That's so good. I love that. That reminded me when you said that, um, you know, even when the Israelites were in the desert, the Lord mm-hmm. still blessed them with the manna and the Lord still blessed them with food. And it, they, it wasn't like they stopped having children and their family didn't grow and they didn't have time together. Like they were still in, you know, a tough, tough time, but they still had family and they still had food and they still had water. And so I love that you brought that up because, you know, if we really trust God and we really believe who he is, then he's going to be the same God in the hard times when we feel lonely and we feel like our life is on hold. He's still that same God as the other side where we are, you know, meeting our goals and now we're married and now we have, you know, all these things and he's still that same God. And so I I love that you said that. It's so good. It's so good. I love it. Um, I did not. And I told, I told you before I got on here, I'm not going to surprise you with a question. I promise, but (laughs) just you talking. Okay. So when you and Elliot got married, did you still have a little bit of, of student loans? No. So I paid off my loans in the summer or August of 2016. So just over two years after graduating. Okay. And then Elliot had some student loans and during the course of dating me, he saw my like hatred (laughs) for debt. And so he paid off his loans before we got married. I don't think it was before we got engaged, but before we got married. Yeah. And so that was awesome that we both went into marriage without loans. And also we took Financial Peace University again together, like I think while we were engaged. And so I recommend that, I I mean, you can take it by yourself. And I mean, I still learned new things taking it a second time, but I would really recommend taking it with a spouse if you're getting married, because it really helps to bring up things to talk about and find Mm -hmm. where your alignment is on goals. That's good. That's so dang good. Um, And I think too, when you took it the first time, you were in a completely different season. Right. Oh gosh. And then whenever you're actually, you're like, okay, now I'm going to get married. That's a whole nother season. Oh, right. Yes. That is and so I definitely paid more attention to like the saving for a house and like yep. retirement end of it during that second time. Whereas the first time I was just like, 
Love yeah. that snowball. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is awesome. That's so cool. So if you basically want to come become friends with Carmen, she will get you out of debt. She will make sure that you get out of debt. Just be her friend and she will help you with that. So I will be everyone's cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. Okay, so the best part. So tell us how you felt when you paid off your last student loan. Uh, you're probably gonna laugh at no, my storytelling of this. <laughs> I definitely felt relief and it was kind of like finally, but it was very anticlimactic. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I mean, I've been making all these payments, sometimes like little payments, like fifty dollars or a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep, that's what I we do. Put uh -huh. loan, so yep. I don't spend it, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so by the time it came to the end, there was like a huge balance. I think it was like two hundred and forty bucks yes. at the end. Okay. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "This is the moment I've been waiting for with my laptop." And I'm like hovering over the submit button, <laughs> and I click it, and it says thank you for your payment. It will take three, three to five days to process. And so I'm like, so I'm debt free, but kind of have to but like wait. in three to five days. So right. I can't until celebrate yet. Yeah. Until it's official. So it was really funny because it's not like, you know, confetti blew up on yeah. my screen Woo! or anything. Did they call you? And, Good job, girl. Right. And so it was funny because it was, I mean, we didn't have like a party or anything, but yeah. it was definitely like, I could wow. take a deep breath and like the weight was finally off my oh, shoulders my and gosh. it was so nice. Wow. But honestly, like since then, I can't tell you how many times where I've been overcome with gratitude that we don't have student loans to pay on. So every time there's an unexpected expense for life or like our house, you know, homeowner life, yeah. yes. it's all the time. <laughs> um, or even when we get to like go do something fun, like go to a Saints game and like yes. spend money on the overpriced drinks and yes. hot wings <laughs> and different stuff. I just, I think like this would not be possible if we were paying a couple hundred bucks a month in loans. Mm -hmm. And so reminding myself that those two years of really hard work has led to so much freedom. And like my husband has said that too. Um, mm -hmm. Like when we, we had to buy him a new truck recently yeah. and well, I mean, new to us, it's like 12 yeah. years old, but that's <laughs> yeah. what we do too. We're like, right. Oh, and like, so he just like, he's been realizing too, and like going to work and seeing all these guys that have brand new trucks and they're paying like loans on them. And he's like, my truck's paid off. And he has like, off. it's like a nice truck. Yep. And the guys don't understand that they don't have to have a car loan. Yep. And so for him too, it's been just reinforce like what a relief it is to have the freedom in your finances. So cool. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I'm like, Josiah, get in here. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love that. I just, I can't even imagine what that would even feel like to just not have a student loan payment. Mm -hmm. I just, it's amazing. I cannot wait till we get that one. We're very close, but not. As we, can close as we, we can do it. We can do it. Yes, you got it. it. I love it. I love it so much. And even, and you guys, you, you don't have children yet. You have dog kids, but not children yet. But just even then, I think, you know, me and my dad talked about this on, on his podcast was um, just because my dad is so in tune to retirement and he's so in tune on savings, like what that means for him, but also generation to come. Like we mm -hmm. all see it and we've learned from it and we know. And so 
you guys going into a marriage completely, I mean, no debt at all. And you're about to raise kids in this world that it is all about debt and all about loans and credit cards and interest and all this junk. And you're about to raise your kids into that. I mean, you're, you just paved a way from generation to come. And that's just the coolest thing ever. Like, like I said, God is totally seeing that and he's going to bless you from generation to come. I just, it's it's amazing. And I love that you said that because for like my family, like my siblings and I, we're all very like on the same page with money um, Mm -hmm. because our dad is a wreck with his finances, like complete makes constant bad business decisions and spends and lots of things. And so I think all of us growing up seeing that, we Mm -hmm. didn't, we didn't want that. And so Mm -hmm. for me, it really is like changing the, the family tree of equipping our kids with a great example, but also to make better choices. Mm-hmm. And like, thankfully, Elliot's parents are a really great example of living yeah. under their means and they've worked hard and yes. they're a great example to have and to ask questions for and stuff. But just like give hope to people who come from messy financial backgrounds is you don't have to follow that pattern. You yep. can make changes and you can learn stuff and make better choices. Like just because you didn't learn about good money habits growing up doesn't mean you can't learn them now. Exactly. And so I just want that to encourage anyone who feels lost because their parents were a mess with money. Like you don't have to be a mess with money. Mm-mm. And so to kind of empower them that we can do it, you know, yes, you can change things. That's amazing. I love that. I listened to a podcast um every monday morning her name is jennifer allwood i'm obsessed with her right now but she a couple of weeks ago put out a podcast about being the first in your family Mm -hmm. and she was talking about um first to be debt free first to go to college first to start your own business first to buy your own house and she first have kids first to do all the things and she was like for the first satan doesn't want you to succeed yeah. And he doesn't want to have that break in generational curses. And she was like, right. so let me tell you, it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, you think Satan's, you know, behind you. He is right behind you. And he, right. yeah. And he is, she's so um, just on that encouragement. I mean, she was just encouraging her, keep going, keep going. I mean, yeah. once you do it, I mean, like I said, the Lord sees that and he, and you didn't just, you know, kick your debt out of it, but I mean, you kick Satan's butt too, because you you had all those things that were tempting and all those things and him telling you you're lonely and you're missing out. You're never going to find your husband. Well, look what you just did. You know, I only found your (laughs) husband. You're like, I only found him, but I also got him debt free. And so what now Satan? So (laughs) I love that. I love, love, love that you mentioned that was very, very, very good cool. Okay. So, and, and we've kind of talked about this going through, but are there any other just few tips that you can hit on any other tips or tricks that we need to know? Yeah. Um, like we said, enroll in a class, um, Mm -hmm. to get educated. It's not hard to learn the tools to get out of debt. It's like pretty simple stuff. It just is overwhelming. And so it helps to be equipped. Um, and you also find accountability with a class. Um, there was, when I took the class, when I was on staff, another one of my friends just started working there and she was in her twenties and wanted to pay off debt. So our friendship kind of bonded over that (laughs) and we had each other to kind of encourage each other. And I don't know how other people are that are listening, but when I'm overwhelmed, I like get paralyzed. So my reaction is like, I'm just not going to do anything. Like the whole house needs cleaned. I'm just 
not going to do anything, <laughs> which is not very healthy. And so starting in a class helps you take those steps when you feel paralyzed or overwhelmed otherwise. Um, and then I would say decide that you're going to sacrifice for X amount of time. Mm. So for me, I like estimate it as, I think my original estimate was like two and a half years. And so I was like, okay, that's like my goal. I can do that. And like, maybe you want to go hard for a year and then take six months of just working one job and then go hard again. Like there's not a wrong way to do it. And you obviously don't like bring yourself out or like neglect family or something like that. So I would just say, decide what your time frame is and no, it's not going to last forever. And that will really help you be intense for that amount of time. And then my last tip is to make a visual aid to help you stay motivated. (laughs) So I actually made a chart, like it wasn't a thermometer chart. It was like a bar chart um, or a graph, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had it next to my bedroom door. So every time I left my room, I saw it. And every time I made a payment, I colored it in. And so it's a very tangible way to see that you're making progress instead of just seeing numbers go down yeah. on a website or wherever mm-hmm. it is that you're paying off your debt. And so it really helped to see that. And the family I was living with, he would comment, the dad would comment on my chart because he'd like go and vacuum the house or whatever and would see it. And he like, he loved watching my progress. Cause like, I didn't tell them where I was with everything mm-hmm. all the time. And so he, he loved being able to see it too and kind of cheer me on with that. So I think I still, I saved the two charts cause I broke them into yes. two different ones to kind of make it a little bit more feasible yeah. um, or make it feel like I was making more progress. Mm-hmm. And so I think I have them saved around here somewhere. Yes, you have to save those. You yeah. have to have those forever. <laughs> oh. And you know, if you have another goal, you're like, I did it here. Uh-huh. Right here. I did it this time. I can do it again. Oh, I right. love it. I love that. Yeah, that's good. I always see people have like colorful, cool charts. I'm like, I can mm-hmm. do that. That's so true. It helps so much. Cause when you just get there and be, 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 make payment, you're like, all right, cool. Right. Something colorful and nice. It makes it better. I love yeah. that. All right. Well, that's all the questions that I have. Um, I am so thankful that you did this. I know it's like, oh, let's talk about student debt. And this nice. And this such a fun, encouraging topic. But I, <laughs> you did it and in, in not, it's just huge because especially, okay, so how old are you? Uh, 28. 20, I forget how old I am. I know, I me too. I'm like, uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I, I know now because I'm turning 30 next month. So I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> but, um, 28, I'm telling you, my dad always says this, like when he's, I have him double check our, he's kind of my accountability guy, but I have him check our finances. He's like, you know what? Not a lot of people that are 29 are doing this. Like you're, right. you're really, you're kicking butt. Not, I would say, I would love to know like the percentage of how many 28 year olds are freaking don't have student loans. They've paid them. Right. They don't have student loans. Not only they don't have them, but they had them and they paid them off. Like that's just right. outrageous. And so yeah. I love, love, love that you came on and talked with us. It just it really meant the world to me. So oh, I, have, I have one more thought. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, first of all, it was been an honor to come on and oh. share. I love talking about paying off loans, not because I did it, but because I want people to know that like, they can do it and it's doable. And like, I love like cheering people forward in that. But another thing is, I didn't mention this earlier, 
with taking out the student loans and not really knowing what you're doing. I think there's can be a little bit of like guilt in that with why did no one tell me what yes. this meant? And I think we have yes. to remind ourselves that even if we made an uneducated choice, we still need to take responsibility for those choices Damn. and pay off that debt or make amends with that person or whatever it is and not wait for someone else to forgive our loans or different things. Like even if it is a bad situation that came to lead to your choice to do something, mm -hmm. you're an adult and you need to take responsibility Boom. and move forward with that. And I think that's something that society in general is <laughs> losing a little bit, but you especially think? like Maybe. our age, millennials, <laughs> oh, you know, Lord. like I think we understand that and like we work hard, but we're also, you know, life is crazy. So I just want to say, if you feel like you didn't know what you were doing when you took out loans, it's okay. I don't think most of us did. I don't, nobody does. We're just yeah. in the moment. We're like, we just need right. some money to get to school so we can get that piece of paper for we don't know why. Okay. Right. So. <laughs> and so now here we are, you're an adult. It's time to take responsibility Dang. and get her done. So it's a little bit of a challenge for people. <laughs> Might hurt a little bit to hear that. No, but. it was good. Cause you know what? That's not just student loans. Yeah. It's so many things in our life. Like you said, with society right now, I mean, it just so many things, you know, we do things that we, you know, maybe we knew, maybe we really didn't know that that was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, let's take ownership of it and get rid right. of it. Let's, exactly. let's work on it. Yeah. That is amazing. Right. God, that was good. Touched <laughs> me right in the heart. I loved it so much. That was great. Awesome. Well, thank you, Miss Carmen. And um, she is on Instagram. So if you guys want to look her up on Instagram, you can. Um, and yeah, she's just such a delight. I'm, I'm, I'm praying and just know that the Lord, I, before I got on here, I was like hardcore praying, like, Lord, just speak through her. Let somebody, even if they're driving in the car right now and have just really been thinking about student loans and really just whatever, I pray that she just spoke straight to your heart and the Lord just used her so much. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. And, thank you. Um, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we will see you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope this episode was just what you needed. If you're a lady friend, go find us on Facebook, the first cup group. We'd love to have you there. We'd love for you to grow in our community with us. I hope that you have a great day and come back and see us soon. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.